This episode of the Badass Ladies Club is sponsored by Badass Retreats. It's time to make your healing a priority. Find out more at www.blcbadassretreats.com. Welcome to this week's episode of the Badass Ladies Club. My name is Jessica. I'm here with Laurie. Hey guys, what's up? Um, We're so happy today. We are so happy to be here. Um, Just to update you guys, since the last time we were here in the studio recording, we have both have we have both had COVID. Like. Had it back to back style where like I had it and then you got it. So, so we it literally couldn't get anything done. And we haven't seen each other in like we five weeks, like six other. weeks, maybe. I got tonsillitis. Yeah. It was terrible. We had the holidays. Oh my gosh, y'all. It has been quite a few weeks. And turns we're so out. we're excited to be here. It's 2022 now. Like. It turns out it's January now. <laughs> Almost February. Oh my gosh. Oh, y'all. Okay. But today... We're going to kind of backtrack a little bit yeah. and resurface We're going an retro. old episode. <laughs> Throwback. Back. So today we're talking about boundaries. Boundaries is our 2.0 episode. I think yeah. it was like actually our third episode we had ever done at, yeah. at a yeah. studies club was boundaries. And I was telling somebody the other day, one of my favorite things about having a podcast that I didn't know was going to be so cool about having a podcast is that a year later you can go back and listen to yourself? Oh my gosh, it's like a blessing and a curse. Well, but such a blessing only because like what growth? Yeah. And that there's nothing um, that you don't even know how much you're going to grow in a year as when you go back and listen to yourself talk about something that you still think is important, but in a totally different way, you know? Um, And I love the idea of us like reinventing some of these episodes Mm -hmm. that we did early on in the podcast, because yeah, like a lot of things has changed, has changed. Y'all, I still have COVID brain. (laughs) The COVID brain is real. My grammar is jacked today. I'm just going to (laughs) apologize. Okay. So boundaries 2.0. I want you to start this episode Ah. because I feel like boundaries has up for you so much oh my God. Um, as you've been going through this big shift that you're yeah. in in your work life. Yeah. So um, the universe keeps on like spanking me with this same message and lesson over and over and over about boundaries. And um, I <laughs> still sometimes, but I'm getting better at it, lack boundaries a lot. Um, it has been a hard lesson, but it's been a very worthwhile lesson. And what I have learned, especially with my recent professional transition, is um, that nothing is worth sacrificing at the cost of. That's the good word right there. <laughs> I get an amen. Oh, my God. Um, yes. And that. You know, and I'm not saying like, you know, don't be a team player and don't give and don't, you know, like that's not at all what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that almost nothing is worth sacrificing every fiber of your being to 
like in the name of something else that like you don't even believe in anymore. Girl, I have so many things already that are <laughs> bursting out of me. Okay. First of all, the first thing I have to say is how much it warms my freaking cold heart. You say this, okay? Laurie's been waiting for this day for a very long time. <laughs> Whatever. But no, like, I will take it a step further. I give no shits about teamwork if it means I have to abandon myself. None. You can call me selfish. You can call me flighty. You can say I'm not holding up my end of the bargain. Like, I don't actually care. I am way more important and not abandoning myself is way more important than anybody else's perspective of how I'm performing for them. Um, and that's a big freaking shift from boundaries 2.0 in uh, 2021, yeah. you know, like, yeah. um, and that that doesn't make you any of those things, you right. know, like all having these strong boundaries about making sure that you like uphold what's authentic to you first actually makes your life a lot um, easier to live. And it makes whatever um, environment you're in, whether it's a team-based environment or working for yourself, whatever that may be, like if you're true to yourself and you're not sacrificing yourself, it makes work so much easier and better. Yes. Because I think I can speak for both of us when I say like we were both very miserable human beings uh, for a while there when we were... um, when we were not paying attention to our inner Correct. wisdom and we were abandoning our, our own needs right. for the greater good of something else. And that always. Right. You. And, um, you know, I, I still have like a lot of guilt about that with um, like as far as a leadership role in a place that like I super care about. Um, but it was just a hard lesson learned, you know, and now that I'm shifting into entrepreneurship on my own, like my new thing is to have these boundaries, but also create abundance, like in the meantime. So you said you just brought up like the guilt that you felt as soon as you said that, it hit me like a ton of bricks because we're going to record an episode in a couple of weeks about shame. Yeah. And in later in the spring, there's a whole course coming out about shame. And so I've been like up to my eyeballs researching shame and um, connecting it to some of the work that we're doing right now with like intuitive healing and that kind of thing because everything boils down to shame as far as why you would ever put yourself in a situation where your boundaries were being crossed in the first place is that you're ashamed of what it will look like if you don't cross your own boundaries Mm -hmm. because you want that validation, that carrot, that, you know, like pat on the back that you're doing a good job. And, you know, the episode that just came out today was validation. And I think it's so funny because it's like you have to step out of this need where you aren't validating yourself. And then all of a sudden your boundaries get a lot easier to uphold, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so boundaries are, I mean, like self-love For and sure. self-care, you know? Like when you realize that the, <clears throat> you can function without them, but not in a way that is healthy for your mind, body, and soul. You can't, you know? And that by upholding these boundaries, you're only showing yourself and the world and everybody that interacts with you how to better love you. 
Right. But you got to set the standard. Like if you're not going to set the standard with the boundaries that support you, then nothing else knows how to do that. Like you are the one in charge. You know what I love? Um, since, well, since recording Boundaries 1.0, mm-hmm. um, a lot has changed. A lot has happened. Everything. But, um, you know, we've talked a couple times on the podcast, probably more so early on about Mark Groves. Mm-hmm. And he has a quote about boundaries He's that so I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Genius. Bring it. Why did I not think of this? Walls keep everybody out. Boundaries teach people where the door is. Yes. And I love that because I feel like um, like in today's society, I think that um, people are awaking to this. Oh, I do have a say so. Right. Oh, I do have power over that. Oh. And so I think that some people who benefited from other people not having boundaries are like getting um, Mm -hmm. a little bit about like, oh no, now everybody has boundaries and I can't do what I used to do because, you know, now it's not okay or whatever. Um, I love this because I was like, I think that's why I was so resistant to boundaries for so long is because I felt like it was a absolutely not. And it's not so much that it's always an absolutely not. It's that this is the reality that like I've created for myself. And this is my choice of like, if you want to be in my life, be in my business, be in my child's life, be in my whatever it is, then this is the door and this is your way in. Right. But it's created within this universe. But I'm not going to knock the whole wall down. Right. For you to come in. Like, There's an opening. Yeah. Right. The door here <laughs> for people that understand how to cross that boundary. You right. Know? Like, yeah. Um, And I think that so much of it is being willing to trust yourself. Mm -hmm. And if there's anything that's so obvious to me now between when we recorded the first Boundaries episode and where we are today is that we both trust ourselves so much more. Oh, my God. Yeah. That when somebody comes at us trying to cross our boundary, we're not immediately just being like, well, they know better than we do. Or I trust their judgment because of this and let the boundary get crossed, you know? Um. I'm so much more sure and trusting of my own instincts now that when people are trying to cross my boundaries, I'm not even like pissed at them about it. I'm just like, okay, like it's more so of an observation. Yeah, I'm like, like interesting. Oh. Now I get that that's where you're at, you right? Know? And that might make me make a different choice as far as how I spend time with you, if I spend time with you, in what capacity I'm going to be with you. You know, like, um. And it's just such an interesting indicator of where everyone is at in their journey, you know? Um, Because like we've talked about, like I've crossed lots of people's boundaries. I'm actually hella good at it, you know, like (laughs) stealthy style. Do it sometimes without even realizing that I'm doing it, you know? And that, and I'm not the only one, like humans are smart. Like we learn how to wriggle through all of that. And the I think so much of boundaries, whether it's like you need to set your own or you need to be aware of the people's boundaries around you, is just being present enough to pay attention. So this other thing that's changed so much for me between boundaries 1.0 and today, I'm a lot better at being yes, and like being in my body and present with people. I don't do things so mindlessly, like just to get through the day. 
So, so much of the way I was at Boundaries 1.0 was like in survival mode just to what can I do to just get myself through this 24-hour experience, mm-hmm. you know? And a lot of times that was escaping and being present, but not being present, you know, and like doing things on autopilot. And in that space, it's so easy to like destroy all of your boundaries and cross everyone's boundaries and not have any like clear space between where I stop and the world begins. And now I'm hyper aware of that. I know exactly where my energy stops. I know when other people's vibes are like getting up in me and I have to be like, hmm, am I going to hold this in here? Am I going to leave it out there? You know, Mm -hmm. like I have clear self-care boundaries, but I have clear energetic boundaries that keep me from getting pulled in to other people's drama. And that shit changed my life. Like that I was so, I'm so empathetic. I'm so like, attuned to other people's emotions that there were very few boundaries between when somebody else was having a thing, like I was having a thing with them, you know, and that it is so amazing to be like, I want to be there with them. I want to support them. I want to hold space for them, but I don't have to crawl up in it with them and live there, you know, like, yeah, yeah, it doesn't belong to me. Um, And that that is a different kind of boundary and that that kind of stuff is powerful. Sure. Yeah. Boundaries, man. I have noticed just in your transition between like 2021 and 2022, how many boundaries you're putting on your time. Yeah. (laughs) Time boundaries are big. Like, Oh my God. Time boundaries are like a whole other thing. Um, especially, um, when they get fucked up over like (laughs) things that are out of my control, like COVID and tonsillitis, um, you know, Um, but yeah, it's, it's even been, um, really wild to just say like, no, this is the timeline. This is what has to get done. This is, you know, um, when people need you for other things Mm -hmm. and it's just like, I can't, um, I'd love to could if I would, but I can't. Whereas like Jessica boundaries 1.0 would have been like, let me make it work. Let me bend over and just let everything else go aside. But if it means that you get done what you need to get done, then great. Um, but I'm just, yeah, at a in my life right now where like that's just not working and available for me. Well, and this idea that like moving into working for yourself behind the chair, that you are going to be able to control like your schedule and how many days a week you're going to work behind the chair slash who gets the opportunity to sit in your chair slash other days that you're not going to be behind the chair. What do you want to do with these days? You know, and that all of this stuff is time boundaries that you're putting and you're saying, sure, I could book five days a week and work 40 hours a week behind the chair, you know, but I'm not going. And (laughs) instead I'm making this choice to have a boundary around. These are the hours that I'm going to spend working behind the chair. And I'm committing this many hours to working on my other projects that feed me in different ways, you know, Mm -hmm. and that the productivity part of us is like, but what do you mean you're not going to produce behind the chair five days a week? 
this is what that's you know. an unsafe right decision. What, what are you talking about you know and right. like you don't even know if any of this other stuff over here is going to work out and you don't really even know what you want to do with all of this stuff in the first place you know like that there's all these big question marks there right and that having the boundary and creating the space and having the trust and really like not abandoning yourself allows for the magic to come out mm -hmm. of that new boundary but that doesn't happen until you like isolate this time and you're like no 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 this is what i'm going to do with my time um and that that stuff is takes courage yeah you got to really believe and trust yourself in order to be able to do that and you, you know, we've also talked about have even had the added layer of so many people being like, are you sure you want to do that? You know, so then you're like, that is a crossing of your boundary in a really big way. And you've had to stand firm on that boundary. Yes. Like, I get that you're nervous for me and I got this. Like, this is the way it's going to be. It's right. a big boundary. Yeah. You know, um, something really funny happened while I had COVID and I was dying um, in my bed at home was, you know, in my current work situation, like before I'm going out on my own, I have someone making my appointments for me. Mm -hmm. um, like all that is resourced out to front desk staff. Um, whereas when I transition here in a short couple of weeks on my own, it's going to be all me. And um, for whatever reason, the week I got COVID, uh, clients came out of the woodwork. <laughs> of course they did. Texting me personally. <laughs> yeah. You know, Jessica, this happened. Can you accommodate me in some other way? Um, this came up. Hey, can I get a haircut this day? Hey, can I? And um, even though I like sort of have the ability to take care of that, like then and there, yeah. I also had to say, but kind of not because it's not like I have access to those books at home anyway, right. where I was like, I know that you guys like want all of me right now, but like that can't happen and I'm sick. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not at the salon. So you're going to have to call the front desk yeah. and you're going to have you're to in do transition it. right now. Right. Yeah. Like I understand that you want me to do this for you, but right now we're still in this phase right. and you know, so it was just really interesting. I felt like the universe was like, get ready, Jessica, because this is about to be 100%. your life. <laughs> and I will tell you, like, I have a couple of people that I see, um, service providers that I see that book all their appointments. And I will text them sometimes about appointments and they don't answer me for four or five or six days. And that's okay. It's okay, you guys. Like, <laughs> like you are under no obligation. <laughs> Hear me when I say, like, nobody needs to hear back from you immediately. Maybe if you're on call in a crisis situation or something, that might be the right. case, or you're the president or whatever. But like, <laughs> no, this is a new phenomenon where people say they need something and we feel inclined to answer right, right away. But if we're talking haircuts, massages, like... Not the end of the world. It's okay. And if you need it done now, you got to plan further in advance if you're going to have somebody like Jessica do your hair. You know what's so funny is I really did just have this conversation with our friend Mandy where I said, what are... I literally asked her, my words were, what are your boundaries around um, answering people or texting people back, especially if people are texting you during your workday mm -hmm. and you're already with people and like, what are your boundaries around that? Do you answer the phone after hours or right. do you have set phone hours where you do those kinds of things? And, you know, Mandy's a badass and she's booked out for the year anyway. She's like, well, not a lot of people are calling me for appointments because I'm already booked. booked. Yeah. But um. 
she said, she was like, but I don't really have any boundaries around when I answer people. Maybe I should. And I was like, that's so weird because Mandy is like, my boundary queen. Like she has taught me a lot about that. Well, and she's not joking though. Like there's not a lot of room. And when people cancel appointments with her, like, or like miss appointments with her, they don't get back in. They're just like, oh, I missed my appointment. And now I'm not coming back in for eight weeks because there's no other option to move them, you know? And that's a boundary Mandy has. Because she could just as easily open up another day a week to accommodate. like, And I'm sure that she does that sometimes. Right. But as a general rule, like her time is money, you know, like it's valuable. I, my coaching clients that pay monthly, I have a 24 hour response window. Mm -hmm. So like these people have paid me and I'm available to them via text message and video chat and different things. Um, But yeah, if they need me for something, like I might get back to you in a couple of hours. But it might be tomorrow, you know, like I don't know where I'm going to be and what's going on and that that's a boundary that I've got as far as response times are concerned. Yeah, um, you know, um, I saw someone just ask recently online, I think it may have been in like our girl gang group, mm-hmm. um, the Fort Worth one. And someone asked, like, what do you think is the appropriate window to reach out to somebody? And we're not talking like best friends family. We're talking like acquaintance or business. And it was so interesting, all the different timeframes that came back in the comment section. Some people were like 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. Other people were like, you know, eight to five. Right. And so it was just really interesting that we all have these different time boundaries of what is appropriate because so many of us like I mean, my generation may have been the last. I mean, and I'm a quote unquote elder millennial, but um, whatever that means. Um, But, you know, it used to be when someone called you at home and you weren't home. Yeah. You weren't home. Talk to him. Yeah. You know, (laughs) it's so interesting. Aubrey and I were just talking the other day about like how my dad used to always give me a quarter to call from the payphone when I got to where I was going, you know, like we'd want, I'd want to go out with my friends and we'd like go to Denny's or whatever and drink coffee for seven hours. And that's what you had the quarter. So you could make the phone call and the, um, like the game that we used to play, like, I don't remember what it is, but like that people used to get their quarter back. Oh, that, that you could put the quarter in. And then if you did all of these things, you could still make your phone call and it would put your quarter back out. So, and I was like, Oh that my is gosh, so funny. that is so funny. Or how it was different when you used two dimes and a nickel instead of a quarter, you know, like yeah. things that people will never understand, you know, that there used to be phones standing around that we put money in so we could call our parents. Mm-hmm. Cause our parents literally did not know where we were. Cause you couldn't trace a phone literally. call. So I could have been at Denny's or I could have been in Kansas, you know, like it, they would have never known. And somehow, wild? can you imagine? No. Like now people know where their kids are all the time because they've obviously got their devices with them, you know, but like there was none of that. Um, Thank God for my childhood because, (laughs) yeah. You would have gotten in a lot more trouble had your parents known where you were. Very few boundaries back then. Um, Yeah. So let's see. We've talked about time boundaries. We've talked about energetic boundaries. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like relationship boundaries are... So important, whether you're talking about like work relationships or friend relationships or romantic relationships or 
parent I was even child, say parent child relationships, relationships are, sure are loaded right like let's talk about boundaries with relationships God. because that kind of stuff is so necessary and I feel like sometimes the hardest stuff with it is yeah the hardest tell me more so um I did not get to see Adelaide the whole week that I had COVID Ugh. obviously I was quarantining yeah and um she was going through it and her, to the point where her teacher even called me and asked if everything was okay at home because Adelaide cried at school every day. But she said that she missed both her mom and dad. Like, so it wasn't just about me. Right. But she had been with Aaron like the whole time. Weird. Anyway, so like her teacher was concerned enough to call right. and be like something happening at home because Adelaide is crying every day saying she misses you. I'm like, oh, my God, you know. Um, and so finally we were able to reunite Saturday when I got off of work because I was officially out of quarantine. My week was done with work and all this stuff. Um, yesterday was just a crazy busy day, so we didn't get to spend a whole lot of, like, quality time together, um, just she and I. And then last night, from the moment she using this term loosely, went to bed <laughs> to midnight. I love her. She was up crying on the hour, every hour, like a newborn in anticipation of missing me at school this week. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, Laurie, I, it was like an outer body experience where I was so exhausted from coming off of being sick to then like going into parenting mode to a kid that's already like emotionally mm -hmm. wrecked from not having me all week. And like, I just, I just said, Adelaide, I can't like, I mean, 1230 this morning, I was like, I, I can't sleep. I can't do this right now. What do you need from me? Just tell me what you need from me because I can't do this. So I have to sleep. Mm -hmm. So the answer was sleeping in my bed. I'm like, oh, my God, whatever. That's like, and we've idea. come so far on that where yeah. she's like sleeping in her own room finally. And last night we regressed from the moment she woke up this morning to the moment I dropped her off at school. Inconsolable. Tears flowing. I'm going to miss you so much. I'm just going to miss you so much. Mom, I love you. And I miss you so much already. And I'm going to miss you at school. And I mean... I don't want to invalidate her feelings. Of course. My little baby, she's such a feeler. Mm -hmm. Very different from how I was yeah. as a child and even as a young adult. Um, so I want her to feel seen and heard. But I also have this energy that like, I, it sucks me dry. Yeah. Like, and I just don't know how to do that with a five-year-old. My poor baby. I mean, you two are like so interesting only because <laughs> you are like, okay, like that you look so much alike, but that you do have such opposite emotional responses to things. Um, and that I also think that Adelaide is intuitive and empathetic on a level that like so many humans are not. I agree. And she has been since she, she has was on gift. the inside, you know, yes. like, um, and that that is when you talk about her crying like that, I think that I don't think I feel I feel like that might sound disturbing to some people, 
but I was like that, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I understand what it's like to like, not, um, the five-year-olds don't have a lot of ways to express what's going on inside of them. And dude, COVID is scary for kids. Like from the time that I, that she was young, she was hearing about it and people are, no, I remember when she asked you, mom, are we going to get sick? Yeah. You know, like, and she was three, you know, know. like when she said that, um, that then you get to this place where like your mom's sick and you can't be with her all week long, you know, like that, and it's messing up her schedule and her routine. And she knows that like, all of this makes so much sense to me and she's processing and processing for Adelaide a lot of times look like tears. All of that to say the fact that you are so emotionally opposite her. I see this like divine plan for why you two are mother and child. Yes. I so know. I have no advice. We're here to teach each other right. something in this lifetime. Yes. And so I have no advice for how to have a boundary between the two of you with that. <laughs> While she's this age. Right. I feel like there can't be a boundary because I mean, I'm her mother. You have boundaries with her. I, I do. Well, yes, I you do You had have a boundary boundaries. at 1230 where you were like, we're going to bed. Okay. Like, <laughs> even if I'm sleeping next to you in your bed, then this is what it means. You know, like, that's a boundary. Okay. You weren't yeah. going to play anymore. Right. You were going to sleep. So, but that that evolves and shifts and changes. And to the point that we were making earlier, though. That was not you abandoning yourself. You know, like you and Adelaide are a family and that there's times where the two of you have to shift together, you know, and you're not always in the same place. And that's not any different mother-child as it is being married. Yeah. Like Aubrey and I are in a different place a lot of times and we're both shifting and we're both changing and we don't always understand where the other one's coming from. And we have to be with one another as we do that. Like, boundaries doesn't mean that, like you said, it's not like a black and white issue. Right. If you're not up against my boundary, then you're dead to me. Like you're my five-year-old. Right. You know, know. like we got to find a way to do this, you know? But believe me, old Jessica, yeah, creeping up sometimes. And sometimes I'm like, listen, Adelaide, I know you're five, right? but I'm about to like, just give you back to somebody. I don't know. I'm done. All no. parents oh my say God. that. Out of, don't. out of experience, I'm telling you, like, all parents <laughs> say that. Um, but no, I guess what I'm saying is like, there's nothing wrong with making a choice to evolve alongside someone that doesn't really get your boundaries. Yeah. Um, and that there's, all. There, I, I will say this, there's not a lot of people I'm willing to do that with. Right. You got to mean something to me right. for me to want to go on that journey with you where I'm like, okay, now I'm going to, because I'm reestablishing my own boundaries constantly. So it's unfair for me to expect the people closest to me to just like snap into these new boundaries that help me better love and support myself. Right. So Aubrey explains it like, I'm trying to learn how to drive this new thing that you're doing right now, you know, like that you're growing and changing so much. And so I need to learn how you're growing and changing so we can, so we can not cross these boundaries, you know, like in different ways. I love that. That that is hard. And it means that you have to talk (laughs) and communicate and talk and not, and just like make it, it's not about making it work. It's about giving it space to see how it goes, you know? But, you know, I I love this, what you're saying right now. Um, To give yourself permission that, like, your boundaries can always change. Yes. That, like, 
Number they have one, to. Number one, when you wake up in the morning, your goal is to be the best human that you can be. Obviously. And that goes with learning new information, whether it's about the world outside of you or about yourself. And to give yourself that permission to change and flow with that is okay. And so if that means that your boundaries change, like people are just going to have to deal with it. And the right people honor those things and support the fact that you're trying to better love and take care of yourself. Like that. And if they're not, how are they benefiting from your lack of boundaries? Is the bottom line, you know, like, and if you're somebody who's irritated with someone putting up new boundaries, that's your healing process to be like, why is it bother me? Why am I triggered by the fact that so-and-so has put up this new boundary? And if you quit projecting on other people when they're doing things and instead you check yourself and ask yourself, what is this bringing up for me? It allows you to probably a lot of times figure out that you need a boundary in that same area, that you're not mad at them. You're envious. <laughs> it's of a them, mirror. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> and that, that is... Um, And what's so cool about all of it is it doesn't make you a bad person. It makes you a person that's learning and evolving and growing and being more true to yourself. Like it's actually a really good thing. We're just taught to think that it's a bad thing and that these things are happening to us instead of for us, you know? And, um, so yeah, I love talking about boundaries. Same. So good. Um, maybe a 3.0 in a year. Oh, no, hundred percent. Like we're going to come back to this one over and over again, I think. Um, because yeah, I, I don't even know if I want to suggest that people do this, but totally go back and listen to boundaries (laughs) 1.0 and then listen to today's episode and notice the growth, right. In where we're at personally, where we're at professionally, um, how our podcasting skills are so much better nowadays Seriously. than they were before. Um, and start to think about your own growth, you know, yeah. like that all of these things are just baby steps, you know, that you gradually get better and better at. Just baby steps. Boundaries feel good. I love boundaries now. Yeah, I do too. They're my <laughs> best friend. Um, guys, do us a favor and share this podcast with somebody that you think is awesome. Like, rate, and review. Um, If you want to take a screenshot of it and post it on your stories, we will totally repost that for you. Yes. We love you so much. You go out and set yourself some awesome boundaries, and we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.